Uh, what's up, everybody? I am your host, a creepy doll who rides a tricycle, and that is my co-host, a scary-looking pig mask guy. And today, we are covering 2023's Saw X. Uh, we do not normally cover a movie this new, but I got this uh, for Jordan for Christmas, and we wanted to watch it, and we pretty much just said, fuck it, two birds with one stone. Uh, we'll just do an episode on it. Getting two birds stoned at once. Yep. Is that from Trailer Park Boys? That is. A Rickyism? That is uh, one of my favorite Rickyisms. Two birds stoned at once. So that's what we're going to do today. So if you have not seen this movie, heads up, we're going to be spoiling it. But before we get into the movie, we would like to take a moment to talk about our friends at Tubi. I'm just I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Uh, our friends at Tubi still have not uh, spoken to us, but it's okay. Uh, but if you want to stay up to date on what is going on with us or the show, talk about or submit your movie requests, or just say hey, you can always find us at one of our social media accounts. Facebook at the Grindhouse Syndicate Horror Podcast. Instagram, grindhousesyndicate.horror.pod. And we got some TikToks sometimes. Grindhouse Horror Podcast at grindhouse.horror.pod and subscribe or follow for alerts on new episodes. And if you really love us and don't want us to end up in one of Jigsaw's traps, give us a review. All those links are always located in the show notes for you guys. Don't, isn't there a website now? Did you add that? Uh, I haven't added it yet because I haven't fully finished it. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, we got a pretty cool website. Uh, we've Sorry, been, I spoiled the news. I actually no, it's it's not like like secret news or anything, but it's a cool website. Uh, we've been kind of building it, and you can always go there and listen to episodes if you want to do it there. Um, but we're you know we're just kind of playing around with it and probably update some information on there. Uh, we got reviews like any reviews we do pop up on there and stuff. So, but it it's not it's not uh it's not ready yet. I don't think. I, I was not aware. I thought that what I was looking at was the finished product. It's pretty good. It's not... Um, I haven't decided if it's finished yet or not. <laughs> so but it could be finished. It could be finished, yeah. That's 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 accurate. It could be done, and I just don't realize it. I don't know. It's one of those things you'll know when you know. I'll know when I know. It'll tell me. It'll it'll send me an email like, and say, release me to the world. It's like puberty. Your body your body will let you know when it's time. Yeah. yeah. Grow, you'll grow a couple extra pubic hairs when it's that time. The website will grow pubic hairs. It'll start being interested in the opposite or same sex, whatever whatever way it decides to go. Uh, its voice will start to crack a little bit. Oh, yeah. You got to get the voice cracking, yeah. especially when it says fuck. That was my <laughs> favorite when I was a teenager. Every time I get really mad and I go to put a good fuck in a sentence and then my voice would just squeak out. Uh, it would ruin the whole entire parade. Yeah. Uh, so Saw X is a 2013 American horror film directed by Kevin Grudert and written by Peter Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg. This is the 10th installment in the Saw film series, serving as both a direct sequel to the original Saw and a prequel to Saw 2. It stars Tobin Bell, Shawnee Smith, who are reprising their roles from previous films. This film, we see John Kramer traveling to Mexico in hope that an experimental procedure may cure his terminal cancer. 
I wish it would have worked out because, you know, I don't think Saul's been a, a, that great since Jigsaw died. No, no, they always find a way to get him in there somehow. But um, he he is was he's the OG, especially like when Amanda ran it. She 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 had all, everything all fucked up. I think didn't didn't she run until like Saw Six or something? Because he dies in like three or four. Um. It's very confusing. So yes, yeah, I don't. We're probably it's, it's, both yeah, going to be wrong. It's it's very confusing. So you find out later on that he was actually testing both of them at the same time, and she failed her test uh, because she was she was just she, killing. She people. was trapping the people. Yeah, there was no game. There was there was no lesson to learn anymore. And uh, this movie we're about to talk about actually adds some stuff that alludes to Amanda's downfall, which I really loved that they added in here. Yeah, I haven't seen the bulk of the Saw story in so long that, I'm going to be honest, I didn't pick up a lot of the... There was some of it I picked up that I remembered, but I didn't pick... I probably didn't pick up everything that they they laid out in this to kind of, you know add to the the bigger story well there's not a whole lot i don't think it's just a a couple things i'll point them out when we get there it's it's some sentences that amanda says that um foreshadows her downfall this is what end up being her downfall i think this story because i was thinking about like if we tried to cover all the saws yeah no it way. would be an absolute nightmare <laughs> to to uh, from a writing the show perspective, uh, just because the story jumps back and forth and it, it gets so confusing. But this movie uh, actually does a really good job of being kind of a side story of the original story, and it fits well, but it's also good in that it's a standalone that somebody who's never seen any of the Saul's could watch this movie and still enjoy it. Yeah, that's what was cool about this one because, you know, I haven't, I I don't think I've ever sat and watched all of them in a row together. I'm, I'm not super knowledgeable about everything. I, I feel like about three or four, I start kind of getting lost in it. Uh, but yeah, this one was really cool and I didn't really have a, a, any, any trouble understanding this one because it's so, it's like right in the middle of uh, one and two, which I know very well, so. I'm glad they did it like this. Yeah, I I have sat down and watched all of them back to back. And I will say that I'll give them a lot of credit for keeping the story straight um, without major plot holes. Because it is, you know, it's a a ball of yarn. Essentially, when you look at all (laughs) nine of them, it jumps back and forth so much. You you need one of those... uh, boards with the string and the yes. uh, tacks yes you do and then it, it jumps back and forth so much um but i will give them credit for you know making it make sense and and without having major plot holes and stuff um but yeah this this one's good because you you don't uh need to know the storyline i've sat and watched all of them and i couldn't sit and tell you the the plot lines of all of them uh, just because the story gets so crazy. Well, uh, John later discovers that the operation is a scam, prompting him to kidnap those responsible and subject them to his trademark death traps as retrib- 
Retribution. Ugh, I have trouble saying that one. In April 2021, it was reported that a 10th installment of Saw was being developed at Twisted Pictures. Strolberg and Goldfinger, writers uh, for the previous two entries of the series, announced that they had completed the script. Filming took place from October 2022 to February 2023 in Mexico City. Saw X was released by Lionsgate Film on September 29, 2023. It had a budget of $13 million and it grossed $110 million and received general positive reviews from critics with praise especially towards Tobin Bell's performance becoming the best reviewed Saw film in the series. That dude kills it, man. I will say he plays a guy with cancer really good. I do hope that we don't turn on the news and find out he really has cancer. That's how good he played the the part. He is looking aged, though. Like, he's up there. He's up there at this point. Well, he would probably tell you that they did that for the movie. Well, we'll talk, we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about, um, I'll, they, I'll, mention, I'll this, mention his age thing here soon. But. Did they come out and they were like, oh, well, he's just so fucking old, but he didn't have to do anything. <laughs> just, we went to go do the makeup and we're like, you know what? He looks like a dying man. Well, that's why they were talking about using de-aging is because they, they look have. way older in this one than they do in like Saw 2. I know. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. They 100% should have. Uh, so a sequel, Saw 11, is scheduled for a September 2024 release. So they jumped on on uh, making another one pretty quickly. Yep, that's what generally happens when a movie makes a fuck ton of money. I just hope that they have an idea and a script together before they start throwing shit together. Because as we've talked about many times on the show, that's how you get really bad movies. So Saw X was originally talked about in 2018... Uh, but Michael Burns, vice president of Lionsgate, met with Chris Rock and approved Rock's pitch for Spiral. Uh, Spiral underperformed at the box office, and this caused the writers to go back to the franchise roots for its 10th installment. In October of 2022, Tobin Bell was confirmed to reprise the role of John Kramer, a.k.a. Jigsaw. Bell was involved in the film's script and post-production. I think he added a lot of uh, dialogue stuff that he thought that, you know, John Kramer would say in this one. He's earned that. Now, uh, cinematographer Nick Matthews said that they wanted to pay homage to the earlier Saw films that were shot in a 1.85 ratio, uh, that they were textural and gritty and these really bold yellow color palettes. Production designer Anthony Stabley looked back at the color palettes from the mid-2000s films and ensured that all technology like graphics seen in Saw X would have been available when those films took place. Yeah, I I love that. That's one of the things I have in my final notes is the feel. They they nailed the feel feel of this movie. Um, You know, it feels like a, a Saw, like one of the first Saws, the way it was shot, so... Big shout out to them. And it sounds like, uh, if I heard what you said right, we have uh, Chris Rock to thank for getting Saul sent back to its roots. Uh, well, yes, uh, in a way, because they originally wanted to do this story in 2018, 
but it was kind of uh, Chris Rock's spiral not doing well that caused them to, they they were going to do the same story, but they went back and was like, we need to make it look and feel like the old saws. Like that's people's big complaints with, with the, the newer saws is they're too cleaned up. They're too nice looking. Um, they've really gotten away from that gritty, um, yellowish color palette thing going on. They overuse CGI a lot yeah. in the newer ones too, which is, uh, you, you know, obviously with all the traps and stuff, you're going to have CGI. You're going to have stuff that can't be built. Um, but as far as like the gore and, and uh, the gore aspect right. of it, it, that needs to be practical effects. And they they gotten away from that. Yeah, so one of the reasons that this movie took so long to actually film was because uh, they were saying that with the traps and everything, they were designing really um, kind of complicated traps, and they knew they were going to do a lot of practical effects, that they basically had to split up in between two different teams at two different times to actually do. So they basically spent like one chunk of time just doing focusing on these traps and these effects. And then when that was done, they then used the second chunk of time they had to do the second half of them. Well, huge shout out to them for going through all that to bring back the practical effects and take the franchise back to its roots because you could take the same story or even a better story. And if you replaced all the practical effects with CGI... It, it just wouldn't be a good movie to me. Yeah, so most of the gore was done with practical effects with CGI only being used for touch-ups. That's the way it should be. Uh, the filmmakers decided against using de-aging effects on Bell and Smith. On the 4K Blu-ray discs, it includes over three hours of making and bonus footage containing a documentary tile titled Reawakening plus deleted scenes. So... Uh, on, that, on that copy you got, there's a really long documentary on there. Yeah, yeah I will be uh, checking that out. So the ratings, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this a really high 80%. Wow, that's that's, that's really surprising. That's unheard of yeah. for Rotten Tomatoes to give a movie that a lot of people call torture porn mm-hmm. um, that high of a rating. Uh, IMDb gave it a 6.6 out of 10, a letterbox a 3.2 out of 5, and the average audience rating of 4.2 out of 5. And if you would like to watch this movie, unfortunately, you're going to have to buy or rent it. It is available on YouTube, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and Vudu for $5.99. I think, I, I think if you want to buy... because. You got like the Blu-ray, the DVD, and like a, I don't know, digital copy I think that nobody hardly ever uses. I think it was about $21, $22. So if you want to go out and buy it, it's, it's you know, not cheap, but it's worth it. Pretty good, for, especially if you collect, if you have like all the saws, definitely scoop this up. Yeah, that's, um, I told you I was, I was so close to pulling the trigger on that movie shopping for the, for kids and, uh. Kids come first. Yeah, I had to make an an adult decision and say we've spent way too much money. We we can't. We're gonna have to wait on it. And luckily, I got it for Christmas. So, uh, so we'll jump into the plot. So we start out with uh the man, the myth, the legend, Mister John Kramer, aka Jigsaw, 
and he is attending a cancer support group. We then see a man named Henry Kessler introduce himself and tell everyone that he has stage 4 pancreatic cancer. We then cut on over to John speaking to his doctor, who tells him he only has months to live. Upon exiting the hospital, John comes across a man in a coma and notices the young janitor in this man's room. He is beginning to go to the comatose man's personal belongings. We then see that uh, this young man, um, he wakes up in one of Jigsaw's traps. He is strapped to a chair, a device attached to his face, with tubes running from his eyeballs. This is the trap that is on, like, the movie poster and the cover. I think they've they've only ever showed this image for promotional stuff. I don't think I've ever seen anything else. But it's basically the guy that's on the cover with the fucking tubes coming out of his eyes. You know, I was a little surprised why John chose his eyes for the trap like you would think he would like chop off his fucking hands you know because like well, he makes stealing. break his fingers yeah but it's just oh, well, just I weird think, he think, went for the eyes I like think his hand will heal whenever I first seen this um, before like as it was going I'm like oh we're, you know great we're jumping right into it but they're skipping over shit way too fast Obviously, that it's because John obviously imagined this on the spot and didn't put a lot of time into it. So I'm sure it would have been much different had he actually sat down and got to plan it out. Got the sketchbook. Because this guy's this guy's like way to get out was super easy. He had to break all his fingers, and uh, I'm like, I would have just skipped straight to five. Yep, same. I just broke them all at one time. You know, I figured maybe it's like he was like, you can't steal shit if you can't see it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. You, you know, your hand will heal, but you can get, ain't got no fucking eyes. <laughs> you can't steal shit if you can't look for shit to steal. I don't know. The way his fingers was broke, his hand would probably never be the same again. But uh, it's, I'd, I'd rather that than have my eyes sucked out of my fucking head. Oh, yeah, that's awful. Uh, we then hear Jigsaw's voice come over the speaker, and he says the iconic, I would like to play a game. He then says, your job as a custodian is a noble one. I Is it? <laughs> I said, I bet you he never thought he'd hear that about his profession. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, wow, that's really nice of John to say. Yeah, it's like people's, you know, they got those like stickers where it's like for the police and first responders and <laughs> hospital janitors. <laughs> My son's a custodian. <laughs> I'm a custodian mom. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> like, huh, well, you know, that's a real nice thing to say, John. <laughs> Gonna get, get a proud custodian dad sticker for my car. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so basically, at his, um, at his left hand is a dial with five positions on it, and his right hand has these, like, wire device kind of attached to it. And for every click of the dial he turns, one of his fingers will be snapped backwards and broken. He must break all five fingers in 60 seconds or his eyeballs will be sucked out of his eye holes. Dude, there's no fucking way. Like, my first thought would be like, okay, fuck my hand. Like, I give fuck less. Break all of them. Like, that... That wouldn't even be a thought to me. I would just skip to five. Yeah, I would just crank it 
one time, just uh, one go round. That's the, it. The idea of having my eyes sucked out of my head, it, it trumps having my fingers broke by a lot, by a lot, lot. I mean, you still got a whole nother good hand too. Yeah. So now you ain't got no eyeballs. I ain't like you got a second good eyeball. <laughs> no, and I feel like a machine that would suck your eyes out of your head would probably uh, have some other effects too. That much suction going into your skull can't be good. So the device used to suck the eyes out is is basically a shop vac. That jigsaw definitely just painted black. <laughs> he, he's got he's cancer, like, man. What dude, do you expect? He's he's, he's got got to have that nap time, man. No, he's literally like you can tell he's about the aesthetic because he set this dun- like dingy ass room up and he's like I gotta I gotta paint this shop black. It's gotta be black. I was gotta go with thing. the room. Like, bro, the dude ain't gonna see it. He's you're sucking his eyeballs out. Like, who is gonna see that you did or didn't paint the shop back black? I don't know. If I set this up, you'd have to paint. I it? would. I would have to paint it. I would. <laughs> there's no because. I would be like, for one, if I set this trap up, I would be like, this guy's 100% not going to get his eyes sucked out of his head. Like, if he literally lets me suck his eyeballs out of his head with the shop back because he doesn't want broken fingers, this guy sucks. Like, this has <laughs> got to be the easiest jigsaw trap that there's ever been. Maybe he had to do it because he's like, I got to get a picture for the gram. <laughs> yeah, it would bother me, too. You got to think it was probably red or yellow. Most of them are red or oh, yellow. Oh, yeah, they're or orange. You, a lot of them are orange. Yeah, you can't have that. It stands out. In a out. dungeon. <laughs> uh, so the guy manages to break three of his fingers, but can't go any further. He just can't do it. Uh, <laughs> I think he broke his main three fingers, and he just couldn't do, like, the pinky. <laughs> just take my eyes. I can't I can't handle it. Um, How am I, maybe he was, like, a guitar player or something. Maybe he was, like, a... Like a Pianist. Maybe yeah. he was just a custodian on the side. He made his money as like a classical pianist. Uh, we then see one of his eyes get sucked out, run through the plastic tube, and land into the shop back that has a now little small window in it. Uh, then immediately after that, we see the second eyeball join the first one in the vacuum. Uh, but then we jump back to the hospital and the janitor notices John watching him and puts the item back in the drawer, and we realize that the trap was all in John's imagination. Do Do you think a shop back is strong enough to suck a, a, an eye out of the socket? I don't know. <laughs> I would say no, but I wouldn't. I don't know, so. man. I don't know. What if you like? He's an engine. What if your kid got a hold of a shop back or something like a, a toddler? And well, I think up? the big problem is getting it to seal perfectly. But he built something that would seal like to this guy. Like I would know. think, like you would just need some some good like scuba goggles, yeah, or something. Something probably what it was seal, seals up. He probably painted those black too, because you know you don't buy like no. You know there there's some crazy like, like blue orange or yeah. <laughs> That like that like yellowish green color, find from Finding Nemo. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, then we see John sitting in an outside cafe where he is filling out his last will and testament. When suddenly we see Henry Kessler walk by and look nice and healthy. 
John stops him to say hello, and Henry tells him that he is in complete remission after flying to Norway to receive experimental treatment by the special doctor. Henry gives him the link to the doctor that helped him, and it's called the Peterson Project. John does some research and ends up sending his medical records to the Peterson Project and awaits to hear back from them. A little while later, John is awoken by a phone call from Dr. Peterson's daughter, Cecilia, who is also a doctor and running this treatment program in Mexico. She offers John a spot in the program starting next week, and John agrees. John then arrives in Mexico City and is greeted by a young taxi driver named Diego. Diego shows him some landmarks as they drive to the clinic. This movie has a lot, uh, and I think this is why, like, um, Rotten Tomatoes actually gave it a good review because this is one of the few Saul's that has like a like a story, like a almost like a uh, like a human story in it. It's not just killing fucking well, people up. I think this is the the first Saul that we really get a long glimpse at John Kramer outside of Jigsaw. Like we get to see him as a normal person, um, and I I really like that. I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it was definitely different because I do remember there was a saw where we kind of seen why he started it and like he had like that ex wife or whatever. And we do we we have seen some of his personal life before, but I don't think we've ever seen this much of it. This is a lot. Yeah, we've seen flashbacks and and, and scenes, but this is him. You know the first quarter of this movie is him just being him you know it's not building traps or killing people it's not showing why he builds traps or kills people it's just him going through a really shitty thing that some people in real life have to go through yeah besides the imagination trap there's a lot of this where he's not really thinking about that shit at all like he's he's focused on you know dying and and stuff but once they reach the countryside a van pulls up Men in masks jump out and abduct John, taking him to the clinic. And uh, apparently this is to kind of like keep the location of the clinic secret. We next see John meet a young girl who works for Dr. Peterson and her name is Gabriella. She shows John uh, to his room so he can kind of settle in and stuff. Uh, she kind of speaks like broken English and, and she, I guess she kind of makes it sound like that's like her family's estate or something and she's... I guess allowing them to set the clinic up or something there because she shows him some pictures on the wall of like her family and stuff and gives him some kind of story about uh, Cecilia Peterson's kind of saving her life, but she doesn't really say. I doubt she had cancer too. No, I, don't I don't know. know. I'm going to say that uh, it's bullshit. My first red flag uh, would be that uh, they were going to fly me to Mexico in like three days and it was going to be a not like nice Mexico City or, or you know a, a nicer area just kind of a middle of the nowhere and then uh, but I would still be sold after I seen Henry but when the guys jumped out of the van at gunpoint and pulled me out I would be like okay this is this is sketchy yeah I don't I don't know if I want these people operating on my brain like the it's cartel hard. literally just jumped out and helped me at gunpoint. It's hard to say, man, because when you're desperate, 
you know, you're willing oh. to overlook a lot of shit. <laughs> oh, I think he does. I, I think because he's obviously a, a very, very smart guy throughout the series. And I think that uh, desperation really pushes him into this. So Cecilia shows John around the compound. He meets the local caretaker's son, a, a young boy named Carlos. He then meets Mateo, an anesthesiologist who supposedly works at a hospital nearby. He also meets Valentina, the nurse, and finally Parker Sears, who is also there for treatment to cure his cancer. Uh, so then we see John is on the table getting his uh, head cut open to remove his brain tumor. And as he is lying on the operating table, he can see a video monitor showing them working on his brain. Uh, he then soon passes out from the anesthesia. John wakes up the next day in a hotel room back in the city. Cecilia informs him that everything went great and now all he has to do is drink this special formula twice a day for the next few days and that's it. He'll be cured. Sounds a little too good to be true. Anytime somebody's like, just drink this special formula that I'm not going to tell you what's in it, but just drink this and your cancer will go away. Ah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I think he's at the point uh, Whatever. where he's just like, <laughs> you know, what, what What do I have to lose? Yeah. You know, I'm going to die um, probably in the next couple months. So what do I have to lose? I might as well go for it. So John tells her, I, I will say, they did, a, they did a good job. Like, I could see you, you falling for that. They do a really good job. Like, this is a, this is a legit s- setup. It would have, I think it would have fooled me. I would have been suspicious, but I think it would have fooled me. It was fairly good setup. Um, the, the having brain surgery in the old factory, that would, that was, that would have been a huge, uh, red flag. But in this situation, like if, if my wife wasn't on the line, I wouldn't, I would be like, no, there's too many red flags here. I'm not fucking with this. You, but in his situation, I mean, he really just, he doesn't have anything to lose. You can always get people when you have a fucking glass, like a cool glass room. If you got a cool glass, like sealed up fucking cube, it looks legit. I don't know Even why. Even <laughs> if it's in a falling apart, old abandoned factory in the middle of Mexico. No. I did think it was interesting that... Right after he has the surgery, he's kind of sketching in his notebook, drawing up plans, and he kind of has this moment where he stops and thinks about something, and he tears the plans out of his notebook, and he crumbles it up and throws it away. He's done. And it makes me kind of wonder um, if they put that in there, because, you know, it's obviously never elaborated on, but... Was he considering being done with killing people? Oh, I, I think know? he probably was. I think he was like, you know what? I'm, I've got my life back. Fuck helping people. <laughs> that's that's another reason I really uh, I like this part of what we get to see of John Kramer that we don't get to see in other movies because um, we get to see the real life him and we get to see how desperate he truly was to live. And then when he thought he got his life back, how he was kind of done with kind of, you know, they don't say that for sure, but it kind of seems like he was done. Um, He was second guessing his decisions to continue killing people. It was either that or he was like, oh, this trap, 
this trapping going to work like that? And that, that's why I love <laughs> that they didn't elaborate on that because I think they put that in there on purpose, just to kind of throw uh-huh. you throw you yeah. off, possibly. I think it. I think he legit was was kind of second guessing. You know, he's kind of relieved. He's got his life back. He went through all this. He, you know, he's probably thinking, I don't want to fuck with this shit anymore. But, you know, there always is that thought of maybe this trap just was sucked. Maybe he was like, this isn't going to work. This shop back is red. I can't use it. Don't have enough spray paint for this. So John tells her uh, he will wire her the rest of her money over very soon. And she's all smiling and happy and like, enjoy your fucking new life. And I'm like, you're a fucking grade A piece of shit. Like, knowing what you know and the fact that you can put on this fucking act, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, you know she's done this to so many people, so she's got it down. That's what scam artists do, though. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is so, scam artists suck, but, you know, taking somebody's money is one thing, but when you're taking somebody's money and you're making them believe that, you know, their gigantic problem of dying is, is over... You really fucking suck. <laughs> and there's 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 a lot of scam artists like this out there. Oh um, yeah, I don't because I mean, what's what's somebody at their most vulnerable, their most uh, likely to give you their money is somebody in this situation yeah. whose their life is on the line. Even if even if they kind of see through your scam, they're going to not want to believe it because they want to hold on to any bit of hope they can. So they hand that money over. So after a few days, John uses uh like like the those Mexican uh Mexico City monuments that he's seen to pretty much calculate where the compound is located. And he buys a very big bottle of tequila and a gift card for Gabriella. Uh, but when he reaches the compound where the clinic was located, he finds it abandoned. John then finds a video of a brain surgery inside of the monitor that he was watching during his surgery. He then pretty much starts putting it all together. He removes his head bandage to discover that they never actually did any surgery to him at all, and he's pissed. You would think for a $250,000 price tag that they're paying and all the shit they went through, to dupe him into this, that they would have at least actually cut his head open and shaved his head, it up. like at least shaved. His yeah, something. Head. I mean, most people would have just been like, "All right, you know, I'm going to wait to see if it works," and then it didn't work. And yeah, most people would never know that they didn't actually like. They went through all this with the monitors to make him think that his brain was actually being worked on. Why would they not have at least actually? cut his head open and stitched it up. They've gotten slack. Maybe they used to do that, and they're like, nobody ever really notices. Fuck it. People are (laughs) fucking dead in three months anyway. Uh, Next, we see that John has kidnapped Diego and taped scalpels to his hand. And it, you know, this is kind of, you can tell this is, this is real, like, this is John just acting with limited resources because he used fucking duct tape. (laughs) Yes, I also think that this trap was intentionally made to not be as bad as some of the others because this guy's just a taxi driver. You know, he's well, he's also he's the fake doctor. Not, like, yeah, I know, but he in real life he's a taxi driver, yeah. so 
he obviously probably did it for the money. He's not one of the main people profiting off of this whole thing. Your taxi driving uh, job is noble. Because his... You yeah. get people <laughs> from point to point B. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't hear that very often either. Um, yeah, I think, I think, though, that this was made to be uh, a little easier than what some of the other ones throughout all the series have been. And he literally just had to cut some shit off his arms. So he's got these scalpels taped to his hands and uh, attached pipe bombs to each one of his forearms. Diego must cut the flesh and muscle from his arms using the scalpels before these bombs go off, killing him. Diego doesn't really fuck around. He very gruesomely cuts his fucking arms up and he is actually successful uh, removing the bombs. He survives his jigsaw trap. John then calls Detective Hoffman to see if he can locate the rest of Cecilia's gang. We then see Valentina get abducted from a nightclub by a familiar favorite. The scary pig mask guy. You can't have a saw without the pig mask and Billy the puppet. You gotta have both of them. You think he called Amanda and was like, hey, I need you to come to Mexico. Don't forget to grab the pig mask. Because... We obviously don't have one here. And, and Jigsaw, the puppet. And Billy. I actually mentioned this later when we see Jigsaw, but I'm like, what do you think Customs thought when they seen this this creepy Jigsaw? And and at this point, the police have seen videos. Like, they've, they already know about the Jigsaw killer. But this do the, the Mexican police know about that? I don't know. I'm just saying. They like, got their hands full down e- there. <laughs> even, even that, if you're a customs agent, like, you go through that bag, you, you gotta think they were like, what the fuck are these people into? Well, they yeah, they probably see so much worse with cartel, though. They're like, eh, it's just a, it's just a mask they, and a puppet. <laughs> they, rip, they rip the puppet apart looking for drugs. Yeah. No, nobody sneaks drugs into Mexico. Uh, Next, we jump over to a veterinarian's office where Mateo works, and we see that he has been selling drugs to Gabriella, who is obviously hooked on some kind of uh, like pain painkillers. We then see uh, Mateo and then Gabriella both abducted by Pick Mask Guy. Next, we see Cecilia's big fancy house where she has. A huge board of like potential victims. She's got their fucking pictures and shit up there. These are obviously people that are all dying from cancer and looking for some alternative medical help. We also see that she is currently on the phone with uh, another victim and pretty much doing the same bullshit that we heard her tell uh, John. Also, we get to see the price tag that John paid. Yeah. 150 thousand dollars yeah that's not pesos it's american money it's Mar- u.s dollars american. yeah i don't it's probably not a lot in pesos but american american uh currency it's like thirty dollars <laughs> she don't <laughs> she don't fuck around she wants she wants a big price tag uh, it is very obvious that this is a huge scam run by her and she makes a fuck ton of money at doing it because she's got her a big old nice fancy house uh, we then see that she also gets snatched up by Scary Pig Mask Guy, who, it turns out, is motherfucking Amanda. And uh, also, Jigsaw himself actually shows up to this abduction. 
you see, he wasn't there for any of the other ones, but he's like, I'm going with you to get this bitch. Oh, yeah, he's like, this This is the main bitch. Yeah. I'm going for this one. Getting in her backseat, I want to be there. Yeah. I want did, her to look in that mirror and see my face. Yeah, he doesn't wear, he doesn't wear a mask or anything. Like, he's just there. They he's only like, have I- one mask. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, she has to be, like, passing out when I reveal my face. Well, there's also, so this was weird. So it shows, once it shows Amanda here, then it kind of goes through all the other kidnappings. And Amanda, like, immediately takes her mask off every single time. And I'm like, well, what was the point of wearing a mask if you're going to take it off at the scene? She's in training. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't take the mask off until later. Or just don't wear the mask. You can't do both. Well, Jigsaw's not there to see it. He probably seen this one. He's like, hey, 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 put oh. that shit back on. Oh, he totally would like Amanda. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> he would have a talk with her. <laughs> uh, so now we have Cecilia, Gabriella, Diego, Valentina, and Mateo all chained up in one big room together. Valentina is already strapped into a trap when Amanda walks in and puts everyone's uh, phones and shit like on this little table in the middle of the room. And Amanda's hair looks fucking terrible. She looks like she has the haircut of a seven-year-old boy in 1997. <laughs> I, I think at this part in the story, her this is why when in between the movies where her hair was supposed to be growing. Because um, I think in the second one, it's short like this too. I remember her hair was short in one of the other movies, but this hair style... I feel like I remember her having kind of like a pixie haircut before, but this one, like, her bangs are like, um... She's got the Joan Jet. She cut it on the road. I think it tour. looks worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that guy that got his eyeball sucked out at the beginning must have cut her hair. <laughs> he did. Like, it's bad. She just goes to her uh, local hospital and waits for the janitors to come through. It's a noble profession. Uh, John then walks in and tells them basically, I know you motherfuckers scanned me. The jig is up. Now you're here and you're each going to get to play a little game for a chance to save your life. Valentina is up first and John hands her one of those fucking wire saws. Like the, it's like a, it's a wire saw. Yeah. It's like just basically a piece of wire with two kind of handles at each end. And basically, what she has to do is use this wire saw to cut off her leg and then use, like, this suction device to remove the bone marrow from her femur. Once she has placed enough marrow into the machine, she will uh, then be released. If she takes too long, then another machine will use a separate wire saw to cut off her fucking head. An electric wire saw. Yeah. This he one said is, the name of it. I don't remember what it was called. but uh, I don't either. I was just excited to see it go go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say, um, I, I thought that she was going to be successful for a minute. I was like, no. I wanted to see her die. I wanted to see that trap work. Uh, also, I'm sure you noticed this. That tourniquet is completely not tight enough. Well, that's funny because that's 
right here in my notes. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. She did not tie that. T- they they could have faked that a little better. Tie. It looks like she might just laid it over her leg. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not. That's she would have died. She would have bled to death anyway. I think even her. If she would have been saved. I think her boot lace was tighter than that tourniquet. <laughs> John, John would have had to come in and tighten the tourniquet for her had she been successful. He's been like, all right, get her to the hospital. She's lost enough blood. She didn't. I, I, I was nice enough to provide you with a tourniquet, and you didn't fucking use it right. Yeah, that's that was sad. <laughs> but I will say, she cut her leg off with a wire saw in two minutes and fifteen seconds, and that's quite impressive. I feel like if World I had record. to, if I had to cut my leg off with a wire saw, yeah, I hope it's pretty god I never have to cut my leg off with a wire saw. But I feel like it would take longer than two minutes and 15 seconds. I, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't think I could get through any of these traps. <laughs> these are all pretty rough. Yeah. I like, don't know. It, One of the ones later where she's got to like beat her hand until it comes through the cuff. I could probably do that. Um, but I don't know. Everybody says they could probably do it. Uh, I don't think I could. In the, in the process. Uh yeah, it would be tough. Could I cut my own leg off? Maybe. Could I cut my own leg off and then still do shit after that? No. <laughs> after my leg was cut off, I think I'd be done. <laughs> yeah, if I'm cutting my leg off with the wire saw, I'm going to need more than three minutes. I just... Getting yeah, I that an hour <laughs> through the bone and everything, would. I feel like it would take it would take a lot to get that through bone. Yeah, um, I, I, I just, I will definitely be the person that says I probably couldn't get through any of this shit. <laughs> I think this is uh, the worst one. So Valentina then cuts off her leg and begins, and uh, she starts adding uh, marrow to this machine by just, uh, but she ends up just barely coming up short. We then see her head very quickly cut off by the other wire saw, and it was awesome. I, I. Thought it was great. Man, I would be so fucking mad if I did cut my leg off and I still died. You know, I don't really know what bone marrow like looks like. That's really the first time. And I wonder if it really looks like that. It does. Yeah, it's like kind of creamy. Yeah, creamy. It was like, so it was like, it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's like, coming out it's of this like tube. It's like coffee creamer. You just, it's, some people use it for coffee creamer, actually. Well, John Kramer does. When it was coming out of the tube, it's kind of like mixed with the blood. And then it's like, so you got red and white. And it reminded me of those little candies. You remember those little cream, like cream candies? It's got the oh, right red oh, yeah, swirl in it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hmm, that kind of looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It probably doesn't taste like uh, strawberry cream. Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry cream. That's what yeah. they were. Uh, so the next part, I actually kind of hate this part uh john tells amanda that gabriella is next and amanda has sympathy for her because of her drug addiction if i do remember right uh amanda was also addicted to drugs before the reverse bear trap yep all right that was her original trap she had to like crawl through needles um she was a heroin addict but this is where i say this is leads to part of her downfall because not only does she have sympathy and she doesn't want to put this drug addict girl through the, the trap, she doesn't want the rest of them to get a game. 
she says she makes the comment they don't yeah. deserve a, a chance. Well, especially like, the main shit and he too. Ma- he makes the comment everybody deserves a chance, and she's like, "No, she doesn't fucking deserve a chance." Like basically, she didn't she didn't want to put her through a game. She wanted to just kill her, and that is what leads to Amanda's downfall. She just starts killing people. She starts making these games, even when the people would get through it, they would still get killed. Well, Gabriella was supposed to go next. Like he, you know, he tells her, but she doesn't want to let. She doesn't want Gabriella to go next. And I'm like, well, why? What difference does it make? Like she's gonna have to go soon anyway. Like, and then now I'm thinking about it. This is actually what gets her killed. Because if she would have went next and was successful, then they would have still had been able... Like, Amanda would have been able to drive her to the hospital at this point. Unlike what we'll find out later on, doesn't work out that way. So her basically putting her behind in the line of order basically got her fucking killed. Yeah, I think she was just trying to... uh, I think she was still trying to kind of talk John out of her going through because she had sympathy for and at minimum try to buy her some more time yeah it's weird that she has sympathy for though because she credits uh john kramer as essentially saving her life and it's like well if if she's in the same boat you were in why wouldn't you let her go to the trap so she could also be like you i agree i agree that doesn't make sense but on the other side of the spectrum as she's being punished for being part of the scam and her thought process is she is desperate for the money because she's on drugs like you know she's just she kind of got sucked into this because this guy she buys drugs from or gets drugs from pulled her into the scam probably providing her with drugs for it and i guess that's her thought process yeah, I'm just not a fan of this part I, of the I, plot. I don't like it either. I, I agree. But, yeah, so while this is going on, uh, meanwhile, downstairs, Cecilia makes a... <laughs> she makes a rope out of Valentina's fucking intestines. Um, only something you'd fucking see in a in a fucking gore, gore horror movie. But in order to uh, lasso the table and get to her phone... Uh, it ends up working, and she is able to make a call, but she quickly gets interrupted by Amanda and John. A little bit later, Parker Sears shows up to get his money back after also realizing that he has been scammed. But he is quickly captured by Amanda and John. Next up, we have the pretend anesthesiologist, Matteo. Amanda knocks him out with a taser, and he awakens in a metal chair-type device. Billy the puppet wheels him over a tray with some surgical equipment on it, and he then sees a small TV with the video on top of his head. That is the time. Yep. Uh, So basically, what he has to do is fucking terrible. He has to cut open his skull and then remove enough of his fucking brain to dissolve inside of this like acid. And once he dissolves like enough of his brain, then the trap will kind of let him go. Yeah, Good this God. is like a uh, <laughs> this is like a uh lobotomy times a hundred. 
this is rough. Like, we're not scraping the brain. We need you to just take chunks of it out. Yeah, this one sucks. Well, I don't, the, I don't think I... The, I could cut my leg off before I could do this. Well, the good thing about the brain is the brain itself doesn't have uh, pain receptors. You can literally take a chunk of your brain out and it not be painful. But it's your the skull does. But yes, but it's the other stuff uh, to, to get to the brain. And then you're kind of freaked out because you're like, man, do I really, if I rip a chunk of my fucking brain out, like, am I going to be like fucked up? Yeah, hopefully that. Uh, if you're ever in this situation that you took a brain anatomy class <laughs> and you know the safer parts of your brain to take away, because I wouldn't. Oh. I'd have no idea. Uh, he then cuts open his skull on top of his head and then slowly starts ripping chunk out of his brain and placing it in the acid. But unfortunately, he's way too fucking slow and the timer runs out. Did they tell him... Did, did John tell him what part of the brain to go for? No. Because he goes straight into the center. Cecilia yeah. does. She's okay. kind of like instructing him as he goes. Man, there's, I don't think I would have been able to get the hole in my skull. No. I feel like just... I'm going like, to just, just set it off now. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting, even getting a perfect circle... I mean, even then, you don't know, like, you got to be really careful about how, how deep you cut when you're doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I, I At least I can steam my leg to know I'm cutting off, the you know, the right leg. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't have been able to do this. Well, he's only able to get one chunk of his brain out. The timer runs out, and two large pieces of metal placed on each side of his head then begin to heat up until red hot and suddenly close on his face as he screams. He's dead. Basically, it fucking burns his face a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I was kind of disappointed in that one. I wanted to see it's like head get blown up or, you know, something else that we watch these movies for. <laughs> uh, it, this metal trap just kind of closes on his head, and that's the last we see of him. Uh, Sears, who is chained to a chair upstairs with John watching, thinks that John and Amanda are sick individuals and does not agree on what they are doing. Despite this, John orders Amanda to free him. Next up is Gabriella. Welcome to the show. She is hoisted like 20 feet into the air by one of the chains attached to her wrist. A sheet is then pulled away to reveal a big-ass fucking radiation machine mounted in front of her. So in order to survive, she must shatter her arm and leg so much that she is able to get it to, like, squeeze through the shackles. And she only has, like, this fucking metal rod to do it. And uh, she has to do this all before she dies from, like, massive doses of radiation. And basically, like, her skin melts away. Cecilia instructs her to start with her foot. That way that she can get, uh, she when she gets it released, she can kind of swing out of the way of the radiation machine. She begins to smash her ankle repeatedly until finally completely mangling her foot and ankle. The skin on her face has already begun to blister and melt when she suddenly swings out of the way of the machine. 
she definitely's got a little Freddy Krueger look going on here at this point, like already. Yeah, I don't really get the whole like start with your your leg. Um, I get the premise, but obviously the trap moved. But what what the fuck would have happened had she started with her hand? She would have just fell. <laughs> yeah, she would have just fell and hit the ground. Well, I think Cecilia's trying to actually kill her. Because, you, you, you know, you find out later on that she didn't really want to save any of these people. Yeah. Well, I mean, did Jigsaw think that through? I don't know. I'm not was really Jigs- sure. Jig- what- did she start hitting her leg and Jigsaw's like, is she stupid? What is she doing? I don't know. Like, I- all you got to do is, is break your arm and get it through your hand and get it through the shackle. Like, why is she, why is she beating her leg? I don't know. He was probably so confused. Yeah. Like, they- is this girl stupid? This is kind of weird, but that's yeah, strange. that you know that's what happens. Uh, but then we see she swings out of the way, and she thinks she's good. She's just got to free her arm now. But then we see the radiation machine move over to where Gabrielle is now hanging. She's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> uh, she then begins to beat her hand and wrist violently until she finally falls. John tells Amanda to rush her to the hospital quickly. But when Amanda turns to leave, fucking Parker Sears, who I knew, I knew he was a fucking bad guy from the beginning. I suspected him. Just looks like a bad guy. He just has bastard. that like Bond villain thing going on. Like that, he, like like that Jim steroid junkie, gonna be really bad. He's got that face. Yeah, he looks like the guy that would hit on your wife in front of you. Yeah, he looks like. Vince McMahon would totally have him as a, what do they call it, a heel? The bad guy in yeah, wrestling? Yeah, like a bad guy. Like he would just always be the, the hated guy. I call him a the heel? hated guy. Never heard that before. Yeah, huh. I think I heard it in that, that show, Dark Side of the Ring. I think that's what they call him. I think mm. they call it a heel. Oh, huh, that's interesting. Or I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I could be like this. Don't call him the bad guy. For like a referee or something. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's the bad guy. Yeah, so this fuckface pulls a gun on her and John, and Sears reveals that him and Cecilia are lovers, and he has come to rescue her. Uh, At gunpoint, he orders John to strap himself into the contraption that was meant for Cecilia. John then tells them that they need to take Gabriella to a hospital, but Cecilia kills her instead. Amanda is then chained up by Sears and Cecilia and uh, takes this time to fucking gloat. Big surprise. She explains that she figured out that John was the great jigsaw and how accomplished she felt about being the one to outsmart John Kramer. How the fuck did she put that together, though? I don't know. This whole, this whole part that's coming up is my least favorite of the movie. It's one of the yep, few is- things I really hate. Her, the the part that we're about to get into with the kid, like she decides that she's she's gonna torture John by making him watch this kid die. Like if you if you knew he was Jigsaw, why would you think making him watch somebody innocent die was the best way to punish him? He is a fucking notorious serial killer. Well, at this point though, he's not like that notorious. 
He's only done this to a couple of people, and I believe it's New York is where it happens. Notorious enough where she knows of him. Yeah, um, but she's from fucking like Europe, and she's in Mexico currently. And like, I just feel like there was nowhere near enough evidence that John had. Like, she figured out it was him before the fucking FBI did. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine, uh, like if you caught Ted Bundy. And you were like, and I know how I'm gonna I'm gonna torture you the most. Like you dying isn't enough. We're gonna beat a woman to death in front of you, an innocent woman. Like that may just makes no sense. Yeah, and then she thought, okay, so now I've figured out that I've got this like genius serial killer trap maker that the FBI is can't even catch. And you know what? I'm gonna fucking pull a trick on him. I'm going to get him. It's like, why would you even risk that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and and from a, from a story perspective, her being this like super bitch con woman is believable. But then taking that to a, she is this murderous ultra like she, villain. She, yeah, she, she murders innocent kids for fun. Like, I thought that was taking it a little too far. Because one thing this movie does do that I don't care for is they make John out to be the good guy too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, I you agree know, with that. In, in past movies, they've kind of showed why he does what he does, so you could kind of see where he comes from. But you still know, like, what he's doing is, is ultimately wrong regardless. Uh, they try to make him out to be like this Dexter. Like, he's he's killing these these bad people but generally he has a reason to kill like he killed people for being a drug addict for example like you know they they try to play him up in this movie to be this really good guy the good guy of the movie and i didn't care for that he's he's jigsaw he's jigsaw yeah, yeah because even though even though like john is his ultimate goal is for these people to succeed and get out of these traps and change their life you also got to realize that if you look at the whole aesthetic of everywhere he sets up and all the traps he does and the costumes and the little fucking creepy doll he is fucking scary like there is a part of john kramer that's fucking scary well he clearly <laughs> enjoys watching people be tortured oh like, yeah you would not do this if you didn't it's, you wouldn't set these traps up to be the way they are if you didn't enjoy seeing People hurt. I mean, yeah, you're not going to have a reverse bear trap literally snap somebody's fucking face completely open and then be like, well, you know, it was it was for their own good. Yeah. 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 yeah, I do agree that they 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 took they took that this part of his personality too far. And I think adding to that, then they try to turn her to be this this ultra villain who murders little kids. And I thought. It, her being this con woman was was good enough for me. Like, yeah. That makes complete sense of why Jigsaw, he's went after people for way less than that. She's a terrible person. Uh, I don't need her to be a child murderer too. Like it just didn't, it just was, wasn't believable. So we then hear the sound of a soccer ball hitting the side of the building. And it is the caretaker's young son that John befriended earlier. Cecilia decides to put the kid in the trap with John, uh, and, and I pretty much was like, Cecilia is, you know, I'm going to say it, she's a fucking cunt. Like, she is 
the worst, probably the worst fucking person in all of these movies. She is the ultra cunt. Yep. She is a cunt, a source Rex. Yes. Uh, and also, I know that she has like this kind of a European accent, but her like, her impression of like, I would like to play a game is fucking horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I literally, I wish that I, I would have put this on the soundboard because it's fucking horrendous. I didn't catch it. Oh, God, it's terrible. It yeah, she's like, when, typing. when she's gloating to him and she's like, I know you're the ultimate jigsaw and come on, John, where's the scary voice? Uh, I'd like to play a game. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> some, kind of, you need to go some, sit down. <laughs> sound like you were trying to do like an Arnold sports. And kind of what she it. did. <laughs> Because she tried to do a creepy Double voice. Man. <laughs> she tried to do a creepy voice with her European accent, like the you know the jigsaw voice. And I'm like, another thing is like, how the fuck do you know what that sounds like? Like almost everybody that's ever heard that was like either the police or people that's been in the traps. <laughs> She's rich, man. She's got a lot of She's money. Got access to everything. <laughs> Well, they, I mean, they said she's in total 34 people over the past couple of years. She's eight made 8 million. Yeah. She ain't got that much money. No, that's really She not. ain't got like, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of money, but that ain't like no one's FBI type shit money. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, we do a lot to play a game. <laughs> Double man. Double man. Uh, so Sears activates the trap and John and the kid are pulled down by their chains. And basically, what is going on here is it is like this big uh, teeter-totter with John on one side and this kid on the other, and they both have uh, a little lever by their hand, and who whoever pulls their lever um, kind of drops, the, their side drops down, and they pretty much get waterboarded, but it's not water, it's by like a fuck ton of blood. And I'm like, where the fuck did John get all this blood? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> kills a lot of people. I almost honestly, I thought it looked like oil to me. <laughs> I was just like, "Ooh, he's like dumping." Oil. I didn't notice it was blood until she said it. No, I could tell it was blood. Maybe it was my uh, TV. It was just so dark; it kind of looked like oil. Yeah, it was. It was clearly blood on the uh, on the Blu-ray copy. Yeah, I watched the DVD, and I could definitely tell that they made it like what they were saying. They were trying to shoot for that old like two thousands look. Because it looked pretty rough. I ain't gonna lie. But I was cool with it because it's a Saw movie. I yeah. liked it. But yeah, they, they definitely they definitely made it rough. Maybe he had a drain in the floor with the pump that when that girl cut her leg off or when she was beheaded, no, he's like, there'll be enough blood. Uh, Decapitation, that's a lot of blood. But uh, yeah, so John, of course, pulls his lever trying to save the kid from going through this you know, blood waterboarding. Uh, but then the kid feels bad and he tries to save John by then pulling his lever. And this pretty much goes back and forth for a few minutes with John and the kid kind of working together to keep each other alive. Well, John's actually like being the ultra good guy. He's like telling this kid, like, don't like he at one point holds the lever so the kid can't pull it anymore. I'll just die. Yeah, he's he's going to take all the all the torture so the kid doesn't have to go through it cuz cuz John Kramer is an angel. He is touched by an angel. He is the the uh he's the ultimate good guy. 
Uh, Sears and Cecilia then go upstairs to search for the money that John and Amanda took from her house. When Sears then begins to start thinking about who was supposed to be on the other side of Cecilia's trap. Cecilia then grabs the bag of money, which sets off a trap in the room. We see the blood fountain thing kind of shut off and release John, and the upstairs room locks and begins to fill with deadly gas. Oh, I was waiting for this, the old jigsaw outsmarting yep. everybody. And then the, the music that always plays. It was it was super obvious that this was going to happen, but I was thinking about it, and there's no way they could have did this movie where that wouldn't have been obvious, just because it's happened so many times. Like, every time... I wanted it to happen. Yeah. You know, it's it, like a staple of yeah, these. Yeah, it is. A- anytime anybody's ever had uh, Jigsaw outsmarted, he's been, like, two steps ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes him a cool... I don't know, like a cool... Uh, cool, I would say cool really villain. I'd yeah. say cool villain because normally he's a cool he, villain. He but superhero. And now cool superhero. it's different now. <laughs> uh, a, a jigsaw tape then begins to play, informing Parker Sears and Cecilia Peterson that they knew about their relationship the whole time and that they are now in the final trap. The gas begins melting their skin and burning their lungs and a head-sized hole opens up in the wall allowing only one of them to get fresh air. Parker and Cecilia then fight over the air hole until eventually Cecilia kills Parker. Yeah, somehow she killed this, like... She overpowered him. Probably 220-pound, like, guy who's in pretty good shape. He goes to the gym. He When you ask, do you even lift, bro? This yeah. guy lifts. Oh, he's on and roids. Somehow she manages to kill him. To live. She kills him quickly. <laughs> I really I really wanted her to die. That's that was a, a kind of a letdown. I was uh, hoping yeah. he was gonna like just beat the fuck out of her and that was gonna be her ultimate, like her savior who she thought she was, you know, could count on. She's like, I knew I was saved when you got here and ultimately he was gonna be the one to like beat the fuck out of her and she was gonna die in the gas. But oh well. Yeah. Woulda, uh, shoulda, coulda. Cecilia then sticks her head out of the hole and watches John and Amanda leave. John gives the kid uh, the bag of money, which I'm sure uh, an adult probably robbed him for later on. Oh, God. I, I put him <laughs> like, you give a kid that much cash in this area of Mexico. Uh, he's not going to He's going to either die. He's either going to get killed or he's, it's just going to get taken from him. Yeah. Like, as soon as anybody finds out he has this... He's done. Yeah, I uh, hope he. I hope he instantly like took a plane and uh, paid his way into America and got him a house. Yeah. So uh, after a couple credits, we get a quick scene of Henry Kessler shackled up by his arms in the original bathroom. John walks over to him and asks him, uh, "Where is his scar?" We then see Detective Hoffman spin Kessler around to reveal a trap attached to his chest with a long uh, metal blades coming out at the bottom. John then tells him he wants to play a game. And that is the end of I'm, Saw X. I'm so glad they tied that up in the end credits, because when it first went off, that was my first thought. You Damn, know, what Henry happened Kessler. to Henry? Yeah, because I knew, based off of seeing previews and reading the synopsis, synopsis whatever, I, don't, I don't think we ever 
We've haven't we haven't we've, we've uh, never solidly come yeah. to a conclusion on well, that. one of those two. Um, I you know I knew that he he gets scammed, so I knew from the beginning that this guy was probably in on it, and I was very confused. I was like, why are they not going to address that? So I'm really happy they went back and addressed that in the end credits. Yeah, I was happy too. Uh, especially they did it in the OG bathroom too, and considering that this. This actually happens kind of right after the first movie. That's cool. Yeah. And they they brought back uh, Detective... Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, Detective Hoffman. He hasn't been in one uh, since maybe three? Yeah, because at, at this point, he's testing them both yep. at this point, too. So I thought that was really cool that they had him in it. Uh, yeah, so this is the first Saw film in the series to not feature... A police investigation on a murder, which is you, you know, you almost forget that that is really a humongous part of the Saw movies is the 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 side with the police. Yeah, the Mexican police aren't touching this. No, they don't. They're like, ah, no. Uh, no, this is this is too 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 far. They're like the cartel did this. Probably they're one hundred percent stuff like this all the time. I guarantee they were like, oh, the cartel cut this lady's leg and head off. Yeah, nothing, nothing new. This guy's head. Uh, the first installment of the series to feature John Kramer as a main protagonist. We were just talking about. Yep. Uh, which is, I I mean, I like the movie, but I don't like, I just don't like that. Yeah, I think that they, they I wouldn't want them to change very much of the movie. Just, there's just a couple parts that they try to play them up as just too t- good. Tone it, tone it down. Yeah, just just tone it down a little. Like the whole thing with the kid and stuff. I thought the kid should have never been in the movie. Oh, I, I, I hated that. That whole thing shouldn't have I happened. I hated that. Um, and John being this, this ultimate good guy, he's going to kill himself for this kid, drown himself in blood to protect this kid. The kid should have never been brought in there in the first place. Um, yeah. I also hate the trap that he comes up with for obviously the most evil bitch in the, all of the franchise was really weak. He really, I mean, everyone else is cutting pieces of their fucking bodies and shit off and breaking pieces of their bodies. And hers is, you know, stab this guy and stick your head out of a hole like i mean we do see that the the gas has like like melted the skin on her face and it's untelling what it's done to her body that she obviously couldn't get out of that hole and it looks like she probably ended up locked in there because she has no way to get out so she may die in there but um i just i don't know man i wish it would have been more i think they set it up where it could have went i think that was their backup plan I think the the other plan was that they were both going to be on that waterboarding table and one of them was going to drown and one of them was going to... And they knew both of them would totally go against not each sacrifice other. themselves. Yeah. And uh, that was how it was going to go because he even makes the comment. He's like, well, you know, it didn't go to plan. Not everything went to plan, but, you know, it played out how it should have. And I, th- I think the whole gas thing was just a backup. But I do wish she would have got, I wish they would have gassed them and made them pass out, and then they would have done individual draps on both yeah. of them. Uh, this features the fifth appearance of the original bathroom location in the series. Uh, I always like when they bring it back to the OG bathroom, because 
I don't know. It's nostalgia. I remember the first time. I mean, the, seeing the first film and almost the whole entire first film takes place in there. The first film is untouchable. That thing is gold. They'll they'll never create another saw that has that kind of magic. Well, we didn't know like Jigsaw. Like now we see these twist endings coming. We didn't know then. No, like, like he's like laying uh-huh. in the fucking floor in the yeah. middle the whole entire movie. Yeah, we 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 just didn't know. Uh, there's nothing like an old grimy bathroom to bring back either. So yeah, um, this is the first film since Saw 3D, which is 2010, to feature Detective Mark Hoffman. So, uh, yeah, he hasn't been in one in quite some time. Uh, this is uh the first film in the series in which Jigsaw is placed into one of his own traps. Didn't really care for that part either. I, I mean, I'm okay with it, but. One of my one of my problems with this movie is I don't like how he's kind of like in his normal stuff, just like walking around this big group of people like he's never been in a Saw movie where he's just standing in the room with the people. Well, I think that comes from he didn't really have planning like this isn't this isn't his setup. He didn't have months to plan these. You know, normally he stalks people for months, takes pictures of them, plans all this Gotta stuff Gotta get out. them creepy he, pictures. He's an engineer, so he puts all this stuff together. This, he just kind of had to use whatever he had in this old factory. And, uh, but I agree it was weird. Like, I thought the whole them leaving her cell phone on the table in the middle Sloppy. of them was a huge... Yeah, he wouldn't normally make that mistake. Yeah, I, I, it's just classic Saw when, you know, we know he's back there watching the monitors and shit, but, you know, the people are listening to the tapes, and um, he's always got the creepy voice, and then they really, like, even when they see, like, he'll have, like, the little videotapes, but it's, like, Billy the Dolls doing the talking, and it's just way more creepy, it's way more kind of horror and here he's just kind of standing there in like a t-shirt. Well, he's the good guy in this one. Yeah. They didn't they didn't make him creepy. They didn't put him in those creepy moments. But I think a lot of that could be explained because uh, you know, all this was on the fly. He didn't he didn't plan these things out. This was kind of something really shitty that happened to him and he was like okay. This is like a I'm side gonna, quest. I'm going to do what I do best. This uh, is this a side quest for Jigsaw. Yeah, this whole story was a side quest from, you know, this takes place during the original story, but it, it's its own thing on the side, and I, I actually love that about it. Yeah, I kind of wonder where they're going to go with the next one, because I definitely think they're going to stick with, you know, having Tobin Bell and, and Shawnee Smith uh, in the next one, and they're going to try to stay to that more original timeline, because this one was so big. I can't see them just going back to the, you know, the newer timeline where they're dead and complete different people are doing it, and it's it's way different. But yeah, I don't I don't want to see us all with the current timeline. I don't I even know what, who who's who's Jigsaw at this point. Um, is Spiral like? Because I know Spiral's obviously the newest movie, but it also isn't directly. With the Jigsaw stuff. It's kind of like a guy who's pretending to be Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, that 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 one's from the Spiral. That's from the Book of Jigsaw. And it's not... It's not Jigsaw. 
I don't think. I remember that one being bad. Like, I I remember really not liking that. Uh, it's more of a cop. It's more I of a cop movie. Jigsaw wasn't bad in the story sense that he was able to set all this stuff up and these cops thought all this was happening in real time when really this had happened years ago and when they finally track down the location they go in there and they find these bodies that have been there for like 10 years yeah, it was cool. a really cool twist uh the downside of that movie was kind of what you were talking about earlier really clean way too much cgi uh not hardly any uh, practical effects in it. So, you know, that that could have been a really good movie, but they, they didn't make it good like they did this movie. So, yeah, going forward, I really hope that they stay on the timeline, you know, kind of where they're at now. The original, yeah, original the, timeline. Just a timeline before he dies. Let's put it like <laughs> that. Uh, so ratings and kill count. It's actually pretty low, but... If I remember, there's not a, like normally a huge kill count for Saw. I think it's only like normally what is like six people, I'd say on average, probably dying in a Saw movie. Six, seven people. Uh, this one has four, maybe five. There's a, a, maybe a fifth one. There would have been more, but John Kramer is a hero. The hero he, that he, we need but don't deserve. He made sure that that didn't happen. Uh, so we have Valentina, who was, of course, decapitated by the wire saw trap. Uh, Mateo, whose face was burned by the brain surgery trap. Gabriella, whose uh, neck was broken. Parker Sears, who was stabbed in the stomach. And our fifth possible victim is Cecilia Peterson, who was left in a room and possibly died of starvation off screen. Favorite kill. Who's your favorite kill? Valentina. Yep. The decapitation I, I, I thought, by far. That's why I went ahead and just do it out there because I think we're, we were going to have the same one. I mean, I, I don't even think it's close. Like the awesome practical effects and stuff we get during that scene. Uh, not only the her cutting off her leg, but then getting decapitated. It's, yeah. It's by far. Yeah. That, that's pretty much a hands down, a really easy one to go with. Like that's really the by far the best one. I mean, that's the only one we really see any kind of actual fucked up kind of gore happen. Like, you know, we have the, the girl who she gets her neck broke and she gets burned by the radiation, but yeah. Um, the like, other guy's like a, a, a head, uh, a toaster inside of like a head mold of metal closes. And we never, we never see anything though. Like we don't see any, blood running out of it like i think it just cooks its head so we don't get to see the kill really yeah as good of a movie this is i will say the kills were not and which is weird because i remember hearing a lot of people that went and seen it in the movie theater said the kills were fantastic and i i, I just want to say they're fantastic well, we did get to see some good gore though that people who didn't die like yeah the, the one of my favorite practical effect scenes is the guy, the taxi driver, who has to cut the pipe bombs out of his arm. Yeah, that was good. When he's digging in with those, uh, like, uh, I think they scalpels. were scalpels, yeah, they're scalpels, scalpels or razor blade, whatever it was. When he was digging into his arm, having to cut those out, I thought that was awesome. So, yeah, there's there's more more good practical effects. Than what the kill count would say, so may- maybe that's where a lot of people were talking about how cool the effects were. Her her death by far is not even close. 
Yeah. Uh, rating. Uh, I don't remember who went first last time. I have no idea. So I will go first this time. I gave this movie a 3.7. Yeah, I most of it is because they went back to the kind of OG look. They went back to the OG story. They brought, you know, two of our favorite characters back. So I'm really giving it a lot of credit based on that. The story itself was unique, and I did like kind of seeing almost like this. We didn't get to, we didn't have to sit and see the same kind of saw story over and over again. We got something different. Now, there are some things about that something different I don't like, but it's still, it's something different, something unique. It added, I think, to the overall story. So, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I think it's a good movie. I wouldn't say by far it's the best saw movie, definitely, but I think the, uh, the first two are easily hands down better than this one, but. This is a good addition. This is a good addition to that. And I think that it was a real smart move to go back and do what they did with this. So, um, yeah, I give it 3.7. Well, I uh, guess I like this movie a bit more than you did. I oh. gave it a 4.2. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I, think it, I, I thought it was good. Um, I loved that they went back to the original Saw, how they shot it in that color palette. They shot it. Even even the trap scenes are shot with the same kind of camera angles and, and fast camera movements that we get in the original ones. I thought that, you know, the character of John Kramer, I thought it was cool. I, I didn't like that they made him a, a good guy, but I thought it was really cool getting to see him outside of the character of Jigsaw. Like getting to see yeah. him as an actual person. I really enjoyed that. I loved that you could watch this movie having never seen any of the other Saws and still not be lost. That it was kind of a side story um, outside of the main story that takes place. Yeah, that was a great play. Yeah. Because I think I think the majority of people don't really aren't either don't remember or aren't sure of the current storyline. Yeah, for them to be able to write that, that would have been, you know, sitting in a writer's room trying to come up with ideas of how are we going to make this take place during these other movies but never be referenced in the other movies, mm-hmm. and them taking it and making it, you know, about his his cancer and him going to Mexico and all this stuff happening there, uh, I thought was really smart. I really liked that. The The whole thing with, like, the comments that Amanda makes, about, you know, she doesn't deserve a game, and he's kind of telling her everybody deserves a chance. I love that because it kind of it foreshadows what ends up being Amanda's downfall. And then, you know, as far as the movie, cinem- cinematography-wise, was excellent. I thought it was excellent. They Them taking it back to the original, was, was they did an amazing job with that. Um, I had no... None of the actors were bad, I thought, but specifically Tobin Bell, I thought was amazing in this movie, uh, reprising that role. He played having cancer really good. <laughs> <laughs> he plays an old guy dying. Great right? job dying. <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought I thought he did a great job. And then the, the practical effects, obviously, getting that back, that's what had been lost in... 
some of the saws that have come out uh, towards the later end of them, especially like, you know, Jigsaw was a good story. Bad, bad effects. CGI. Getting, getting back to practical effects and away from the CGI. I love that. And I loved hearing that they spent so much extra time making sure that they didn't use CGI on certain things. So yeah, I, I, if you're a fan of the franchise, it's it's definitely a must-watch if you like these type of movies. Yeah, what's great about this is these guys who, you know, as we talked about in the beginning, a lot of these guys have had a lot to do with the other movies. And they actually listened to what the fans wanted, which is really rare nowadays. It's really rare to get a group of people that have made, especially somebody who's made, you know, nine other movies now over. Uh, the first one came out in like like 2001 or two or something. I mean, it was a long time ago. So it's been, you know, over 20 years. And they, instead of saying, hey, we know what we're doing and this is what we want to do. They stopped and listened to what the fans wanted. And they, they did that. And, that is fantastic. I think that it is phenomenal that this movie did so well and got such good reviews from the fans and the critics because that kind of tells movie makers that you can listen to what the fans of that franchise want and it be good and it be successful instead of just doing whatever you want to do because you know you know the film industry better. And obviously that does not work a lot of times. But Oh, man, Fan, fans dictate. Like, we fans dictate how good these movies do. Oh, um, yeah. And it's, it's always crazy to me how you can get these uh, a room full of studio execs that sit down and come up with some of these terrible fucking ideas that they come up with and think that the fans are going to react well to it. And we've seen it in countless other franchises. So I'm I'm really, really happy that they went back to what the fans love and, and gave us a, a good good movie. Yeah, it that's great. I, I would have easily gave this movie at least a four if they wouldn't have included like the kid part and the whole him saving the kid. And I, I hated that. That was a down downer for me. And then um if we would have gotten more kills like the Valentina kill, easily hands down, the rest of the movie could have been a four. Absolutely. But I did knock points for for those. I thought those were really big things in this whole movie. But uh, awesome job. They did a fantastic job. And I am definitely looking forward to what they do next year. Yeah, agreed. Hopefully they, they stick with the same recipe. Well, that is our uh, opinion on Saw X. Definitely check it out, especially if you're a Saw fan. Uh, once again, we thank you guys for listening. Please give us a follow or like if you enjoy the show. It helps us a ton. Tell a friend, a family member, or your local pretend uh, anesthesiologist about the show. And we hope to see you next time. Got any last words? That was a perfect last word. <laughs>